Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Welcome to episode two about me blabbing about something that's apparently important. <laughs> um, today, we will be talking about or introducing you to the hero's journey, a very old narrative mythology that's present in your life, that has always been present in your life, and you have been a witness to it in many people's lives, including your friends, families, on the television screen, your favorite actor. You have seen the stages of the hero's journey transform them into who they are and who they will become. And I've always adored the mythology of the hero's journey. It's actually a mono-myth that I first heard about from the works of Joseph Campbell. And uh, more importantly, I shouldn't say more importantly, as importantly, the works of the late Carl Jung, uh, who's a magician, psychologist, uh, psychotherapist, and just an all-round legend, really. Uh, if you are a student of any of Jungian psychology or Jungian psychoanalytics, I take my hat off to you. And if not, maybe it's something you want to get into. It's pretty interesting. Um, so a myth, to me, is a story that is always true. It transcends the past, the present, the future, transcends time and space. It's here, it's now, it's the human story. It's part of the human story. It's an aspect of the human story. And uh, the hero's journey is probably one of the core myths of humanity. And, you know, it's all about moving from what is known, so your safe territory, to what's unknown, the things that are spooky and unsafe and dangerous, in other words, adventure, <laughs> which also has lots of fun parts. And then when you come out of that, you bring back something back to your family, friends, tribe, something that's now more known. But also as the known grows, the unknown proportionately, equally grows with it. But uh, you definitely bring back some treasure of some sort. And yeah, that's what life's kind of about, apparently. You go out there into the world, you learn lots of things, you come back, you share them with the people you love and the community that you're a part of, and you help each other grow and make life easier for each other. Take away some suffering, solve some problem, you know, that kind of stuff. And that to me feels kind of right. Like that's kind of how I operate in the world. There's a problem or something I can solve or some sort of suffering I can ease. Definitely try to do that and try to align myself towards that in some way, shape or form. So that's kind of what a myth is. And, um, you know, a hero's journey 
includes lots of trials and tribulations. You you visit your most inner dark cave and sometimes that's inside and sometimes that's literally externally. You know, you go through a horrific time and that's externally and internally a very dark cave. Um, Yeah, so we all go there. That's interesting to know. So, the hero's journey is full of hardship, pain, suffering, adventure, experiences, love, laughter, quests, battles, sickness, death, birth, grief, hopelessness, chaos, belief, against all the odds, with infinite support, mixed in with isolation, darkness, loneliness, and something I will coin God, which is this omnipresent spirit that is everywhere, that is in everything. So it's quite comprehensive. Sounds a lot like life, doesn't it? (laughs) And uh, some aspects you may have already incurred, some yet to incur. But uh, I'm sure you'll incur them all by the time everything's all up and said and done and you're lying in your deathbed thinking about your life. I'm sure a lot of these themes, narratives, words would have ringed a bell somewhere. So for me, the hero's journey is the process of uncovering truth and in in turn, experiencing more joy, more health, more love, less pain, less suffering. But you need to venture into all those dark little, little crevices, all those dark little places in order to get all the things you want more of. More joy, more love, more happiness, more blissfulness. And here we have a chainsaw in the background. My neighbors decided to go nuts. Hopefully that's not too loud for you guys. I can close the window or pause the podcast in a second if I need to. Um, Yeah, so let's talk now about... um, some of the characters in the hero's journey before we actually describe the hero's journey in its stages. Um, I think it's quite nice to talk about the archetypes in the hero's journey. And while I'm, I'm going to quote something by one of my favorite psychologists, psychologists, psychologists. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making up words here. So by one of my favorite psychologists who I mentioned before, the almighty, brilliant Carl Jung, uh, who believed that behind the scene of human life, there lay archetypes. And his definition of archetypes are constantly repeating characters which occur in the dreams of all people and the myths of all cultures. So these archetypes or these characters right they appear in all walks of life and you as say being in the position of the hero you can witness yourself as the hero you can witness yourself as all different characters as the villain as the trickster maybe as the mentor but you also encounter all of these archetypes in your journey uh, which is notably a hero's journey. So let's go into each one of these characters because I find them quite interesting. 
So the hero, who is the audience's personal adventure guide, the story happens through their eyes. They go through the quest. The mentor, who gives the hero belief, hope, shows them their innate special gifts, kicks their butt, and teaches them and trains them. Next, we have the ally, who's a friend, a loyal support, someone that you need, maybe multiple people that you need in order to complete your hero's journey. Think of, when, you, when I think of a, you know, an ally, think of Frodo and Sam. Frodo being the hero in The Lord of the Rings and Sam being the trusted ally, the support, the unwavering will of friendship that's always got his back. And I also think of Harry Potter, another novel hero's journey tale. <laughs> uh, Harry being the hero and Ron Weasley being the ally. And you could say Hermione also as one of the allies. Um, you got side allies too, like Neville Longbottom, who's kind of like an ally, but then again, he's also quite comical in his own way. Um, next, we have the Herald. He's a character or a, you know, an archetype that announces a need for change in the hero's life, motivates a hero into taking action. I think the mentor also plays a little bit of this role at times. It's more motivation. But the mentor is more like the old wise, you know, mentor that uh, has a beard and a cape and a, it looks like a wizard. It's a way I always think of a mentor. Maybe that maybe that's cuz the mentors in my life have been looking like such. <laughs> Not even joking. You know who you are. <laughs> Um, the trickster who's comical and polarizing it can be helpful but he's actually, actually quite impactful in the story and he can sometimes make the whole task and journey a lot more difficult than it needs to be you know he can make situations way worse or he can make things super light when they were seeming super tense We then have the Threshold Guardian. The archetype or the character that serves to keep those not yet ready out or unworthy and they shouldn't enter. When I mean enter or out, I talk about moving from the safety to the land of adventure. So from the normal world to the special world. And a special world being full of danger, trials, tribulations, magic, life, love, weirdness, all the crazy stuff, all the wild stuff, all the hard parts, all the dark parts, and really, really extremely bright parts, things that are not safe. So there's some sort of guardian holding space at the line between the normal world and the special world. Next we have the archetype known as the shadow. So this is your typical antagonist, the dark side, villains, enemies. And then finally we have the shapeshifter, who's generally an unstable shifting character, you know, often of the opposite sex. 
alluring, misleading, takes the hero on a weird kind of journey that ends up, you know, trying to take him off his path, but in the end, ends up being a great catalyst for change, ends up actually pushing him in the in a better direction, not, not you know, he wasn't trying to do that, the old shapeshifter, or maybe he was, um, but based on his character and his actions, you know, it's a greater reason for the hero to embark on his journey. So these are some of the archetypes, you know, the main eight. There's lots of different sub-archetypes and you can break them down much further, but let's let's stick with that for now. Um, and now you've probably seen a lot of these characters archetypes in your everyday life, in your journey so far, from a child to an adolescent to an adult to maybe a middle-aged human or an elderly human, you've probably seen all of these archetypes manifest and take form and shape. And, you know, you've probably seen it on the movie screen. And then you've also probably seen it in the lives of those you love, those you care about, maybe those you don't care about. And you've maybe been the villain or the mentor or the shapeshifter or the trickster you know, we all have access to all of these archetypes and characters at different stages of life. Sometimes we're the hero, sometimes we're the villain. Sometimes we are the guardian threshold key holder. You know, none of these are fixed or stagnant. And, you know, being such diverse magical creatures, we have access to these all. That's why they're common. That's why it's a mythology, because they are alive within us as they are alive within the story we are a part of. And they're alive in every human, every existence out there. So, I want to just quote one more beautiful thing. Um, and this is also by Carl Jung. This is the second Carl Jung quote for today. Wow. Look at me go. <laughs> so here's his quote, and it's beautiful. And I actually wrote it down earlier this morning. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. You choose what you become. I am a big believer of that. Yes, this crazy stuff that we go through that can kind of seem like it's carve the path out for you before you even got a chance but you still have a choice after that moment time and space you have a choice i believe that hmm all right let us get into the hero's journey in a very quick format you know you start off in a zone of comfort you're in the ordinary world. You're at home. You're in the safety of your shire, as Frodo was. Uh, everything is known. You're comfortable. You're safe, right? You know what the boundaries are. You know where not to adventure, but where to adventure. And then normally, there's a yearning. And that yearning is you want to be more than what you currently are. It could be an internal feeling. Or there could be an actual herald called to adventure by a character a situation you know so you're in your beautiful safe haven 
your safe little home somewhere, then there's a call to adventure. Something happens or there's a feeling inside. And normally you just miss the call. You're like, blech. To the hell with that. I'm not doing that. That's way too scary. I'm not crossing that fence. I'm not crossing that line, that threshold into that scary place that I know nothing about. You know? But there's a yearning. There's something that needs to be done or there's something that you need to embark on that only you can go on. Or maybe no one else has the courage to go on. Or you are chosen. The herald comes to you and says, You, sir... I choose you to go on this adventure. And that could be in the form of anything. You know, it could be the form of your mum, your dad, your sister, your friend, you know, a work colleague, a situation, something that you see, a problem in the world that you are so yearnful and, and needing to solve. So that's your call. It could come up in any way. That could be a herald in itself. And normally after the call, there's a refusal to the call. You're like, nah. Hell, that I ain't, I ain't doing that, you know. And that's normally based on fear. We're afraid of venturing out into the unknown, where there's monsters and scary things and all the things we have not yet encountered that we can't not even conceptualize. The realm of the subconscious, who knows what's lurking there? I don't want to go there. And then, normally, there's kind of a meeting. Meeting with a mentor, a guide, someone that pops up to give you some belief, some hope, train you, show you what skills and innate abilities you have, give you some belief in yourself that, hey, you got this, this thing they call life, the scary adventure, the journey into the netherworld, into the realms of the unconscious, guess what, you got it, cross that fence, you've got these abilities, I'll train you. I've been kind of there. So that's normally in the form of a mentor, the old wise man, the wise grandmother, someone that's kind of seen life in its full essence to give you a helping hand. Then, now we're, in the, we're still in the ordinary world, right? And now comes a crossing into the special world, into the quest, the land of adventure. Now we move... We cross this threshold, and guess who? Guess which character is at the crosshold? At the threshold, sorry, crosshold. That's combining two words. At the threshold. It is the threshold guardian. And normally the threshold guardian is someone that guards the gate. To make sure you're ready. Because it's dangerous out there. It's wild out there. Make sure you're worthy. Are you worthy? You come here with... Are you really... Are you really ready for this? Are you up for this? Are you committing to this? Are you putting two feet into this? You know what's funny? A lot of people think they're ready. And maybe they are ready. But a lot of people are also, if they dive into it, when, you know, there's a funny thing with readiness. Are we ever ready? Are we ever ready? You know, I guess that's for the mentor or the teacher to decide. And that's why, you know, lots of ancient cultures, the youth had mentors, people that would pass on knowledge and skills to them and then deem them ready to go on the adventure. 
So we cross the threshold and go into the special world and we have lots of tests that come up in the form of hardship, trials and tribulations. We make allies, friends, comrades, people we can rely on in the new world, in the special world. And we also create lots of enemies because we're following our truth. And when you follow your truth, the light, the sh the light shines bright and it blinds others. And they will either see you as an inspiration, which is what normally the allies and friends do, or they'll become envious of you shining bright and following your direction. And they become somewhat, in some essence, for the time, they become your enemies. So, we enter an unfamiliar situation. We now have to learn to adapt to it. And now we are seeking what we came into the special world looking for. And normally what we're looking for is hidden in the darkest corner of ourselves and the external world. It's not necessarily waiting for you on a pedestal in the safety of your home. It's somewhere out there and you need to go on an adventure. So we now have gone through some tests. We've made some allies. Our enemies have seen us. We approach a great ordeal, which is the next stage. And in this great ordeal, we almost have to pay a heavy price and go through a battle which takes great courage, great strength, great resilience. We go through a death, a death of some sort. Parts of us die like deadwood, they get burnt burnt away from our insides. And guess what happens when you burn away deadwood out in nature? When you burn things, normally really beautiful, fresh green vegetation grows. So there's a rebirth of some sorts, which is incredible. <laughs> and all these stages, you can see them in your own life. That's what's incredible about it. So in some aspects, it looks like we pay a heavy price. We may get wounded, maimed, injured, but we get reborn at the same time. Parts of us die. Deadwood burns off. New vegetation, new life, flora, fauna, all starts taking and springing into life. And now we have gone through this great ordeal. We've died. We are reborn we walk away from this experience with some sort of new information, technology, treasure, something that is incredible, some sort of magic. A new version of ourselves walks into the world. So we now seize the sword, the sword that was stuck in the stone, we have our reward, we have our treasure, our pot of gold, and now we take the road back. And there's resistance to going back because the special world is so enticing. But there's another call, a call to go back to the ordinary world, to share our gifts, our treasure, our information, our new technology with all those that we love, we care about, our tribe, our family, our friends. So we go back. We take the road back. We cross the threshold again, smiling at the guardian who guards and he nods at you. 
not an over like smiling nod, kind of just like very stoic, like looks at you kind of like it's a nod, like, yep, on your way. <laughs> like he's seen it all before almost. So we're reborn. We move with a spring in our step. Things have changed. We go back to a familiar situation, but we have changed deeply and internally. We are different. Things are the same. We come back to our home. Everything looks the same. Our friends, our families, our driveway, our street, the trees, our childhood implements. And we bring back to the community new gifts, new things to share, new perspectives, new ways of living, new thoughts, new ideas. We broaden the ability for our community to prosper to ease some of their suffering because we've gone and we've encountered that they that they have yet not encountered and we bring back inspiration now as the returning hero you could actually be a herald for another young budding hero so we come back into our comfort zone and we don't necessarily have to stay here we're just bringing something back bringing back a prize a reward inspiration love connection all the juiciness of the human spirit. And that, in short summary, is somewhat of the hero's journey, a myth that transcends space and time that's always present, that's always been, that always will be, that is such a prominent part of the hero's journey, the human story, a myth So you've probably noticed aspects and stages that you can relate to, some that you may not have related to, some that you can probably foresee in the future. What I encourage everybody to do is answer the call. If you feel there's something out there in the world that's connected to your truth that you want or you need to change or you feel like it is you that is part of the change, answer the call. Take the step. Maybe I am the herald for you. You know, sometimes all we need is a little bit of motivation, some encouragement. It's wild how much encouragement can propel someone forward. So I encourage you, I propel you, answer the call. Don't be afraid, even though there are seemingly scary moments and parts. In the final analysis, you'll be fine, you'll be sweet. I believe, trust in yourself, trust in your abilities. Learn something about the elderly, the people that have gone through life before you have stages of life that you have not gone through learn from them they're around they're there most of us live in a populace which is aging so learn from them yes there's lots of 60 and 7 year old babies i get it but there's lots of 60 and 70 89 year old freaking legends that have gone on multiple heroes journeys that have so much wisdom and knowledge to divulge to you so with that 
I will conclude my speech on the hero's journey. I wouldn't call it a speech. I'd call it just me going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and continue your journey. And continue to be a seeker. Sending you all so much love. From my heart to your heart. To the heart of the universe. Aho.